Well, welcome to Conversations, and Lisa is traveling quite a bit. She's on her book tour, yeah. talking about Without Rival. She's and been think, doing that a lot, traveling. Yeah, she has. She's actually with uh, the, the Bethel group. They're on a bus. She said, John, I'm going to be on a bus. I'm going to be like driving at night and sleeping in a bunk. I was like, oh, babe, I'm glad it's you and not me. Anyway, I love her dedication, her devotion. She has such a passion for the kingdom. And so I have two very young, strong men with me, and that is my son, Addison Bevere, and that is Matt Joya, who's been on our team for 12 years. So, and John, today is release day. It release is. Day. So it is. I am so excited. So we want to encourage all of our listeners to go to messengerinternational.org or to go to drivenbyeternity.com. And or Amazon, up. if that's your thing. You go to Amazon, if that's your thing. You can go to CBD, whatever. Barnes Whatever and floats your boat. Just get the book. You can Hudson's, go to a bookstore any and get bookstore. it too. Because today is the official release of the Driven by Eternity message. Come and I'm on, so somebody. excited. I'm so excited because I know what it's going to do to people's lives. Never have I written a book that has impacted me more personally. I remember when I wrote this book, I, I literally, in a good way, was trembling. And I, I've, I've never had that before in writing a book, trembling to the degree. And, and, I, and, and believe me, people understand it was a healthy trembling. It was one that drew my heart closer to Jesus. I really believe my walk with Jesus became closer after this book. And that's wow. what I'm really believing it's going to do for everyone who gets all. I mean, isn't it. that what it's all about? Yes, it Our is. Our relationship with Jesus. Yes, Coming it to is. know him as he knows us. Yes. That's what it's all about. So any message, any resource that does that for me, I want to be a part of it. Well, let's just kind of recap here quickly. Yeah. All of us as believers, we're going to stand before Jesus as our judge. Um, that's clear. He's not going to judge our sins because our sins have been eradicated by his blood. Thank Praise God. God. Yeah. But he's going he's gonna to judge our intentions, our motives, our works, our, our words in the light of how we lived as believers. How he responded, you know, and when God told me to write this book, I remember I, I had a notebook full of scriptures and I meditated and I realized that at the judgment seat, we're going to be judged for two major areas. Number one, our involvement in building the kingdom of God and with our gifts and our callings. And number two, how we impacted individuals' lives. How did we impact the waiter, the waitress? How did we impact, you know, the person we work next to, our next door neighbors? How did we touch their lives with the love of God? And you know, John, just when I'm listening to you say that, you know, building the kingdom and then individual lives, I often think of Jesus's life. Many of his miracles were actually on the way heading somewhere else. So someone called yeah. out to him. If he was just so determined to accomplish a set of to-do lists, he would have just missed out on an opportunity to heal the blind man, to touch the woman with the issue of blood, or she actually touched him. But I mean, it's just, it changes the way that you view this life. Well, well Jesus you, had a, he had an eternal perspective. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> I mean, let's just <laughs> yeah. be real. You don't go to the cross without an eternal perspective. That's and so if we good, think Addison. about it, our activity for God can only properly flow from a life with God. And if you look at Jesus's life, he was constantly in tune yep. with God. He was constantly taking a step back to pray, to be in communion with his father, to hear what the spirit was saying. And if we as believers, if we're going to be eternally minded, then we have to be in tune with what God's doing today by his spirit. Man, that's good. That's so good. You know, I think Addison, you're talking about being yielded. And, you know, a lot of times when I see people on the road, they think yield means you speed up and you go real fast. But yield That's what it actually, means when you're driving. Right. And that's exactly what I <laughs> but do. But what it actually means is to allow the person who has the right of way to go before you and to follow after them. And the Holy Spirit has certainly earned that right. And we need his guidance. We need his leadership. And we need his direction 
in our life to follow that path. You know, what you, I want to play off of what you said about individual. I mean, I remember the one incident you said blind man. Jesus was literally, his face was set like a flint to go to Jerusalem because he wanted to accomplish what he was called to do in going to the cross. He knew what he was called to do. Us. He right. knew, he knew. He, but, but he wasn't born knowing it. No, he, he was seek God and find it, right? But here's blind Bartimaeus crying out for mercy. And the crowd's telling him to shut up. And Jesus, the Bible says he stopped. Yeah, I love that. And he called for him. That's how sensitive we have to be. That's how important it is for us to understand, man. Our, our lives are so important as believers because we are the only Jesus this world is ever going to see. And if we are in tune, if our hearts set on eternity, we're going to be sensitive to things like this. When the Spirit of God nudges us to go talk to somebody that is not very lovely or not in very good shape, but they're hungry, they're desperate. I mean, he just walks into a town, looks up on a tree limb and goes, hey, you wealthiest man in the whole city, I'm having dinner with you tonight, come on down. And the most corrupt man in the whole city. Yeah, I mean, come on. But God saw how hungry he was for, for the things of God and Jesus. Jesus was sensitive. And that's what we're talking about here. And you know what, John? I've never seen somebody that wasn't touched when I stepped out in faith and delivered a word or shared something that I felt that the Holy Spirit was putting on my heart. Even somebody that kind of, I judged the exterior and I said, you know what? They might not be open to this, but I just felt like the Holy Spirit's leading to step out. Those kind of interactions don't happen every single day. And you could literally be changing the course of somebody's life just by being willing and obedient to share that word. Well, every day can be a masterpiece. It really can. God doesn't waste anything. So if he has given you a day to live, there's a reason why he's given you that day. And if we open our eyes to the world around us, and if we see this life as truly an entrustment from heaven that will have eternal ramifications, then we live differently. You know, I remember I was on a plane and uh, there was a, a mother and a daughter sitting next to me on the plane. And I said, hey, what are you going up to Chicago for? She said, well, I'm going up to visit my husband in prison. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, yeah, he was a, he was a federal judge. And he did something that uh, was wrong. He didn't realize it was wrong at the time. And he's in jail for six months. And I said, so he'll be out in six months? She said, yeah, we, we fly up once a month to, to see him. And I'm just sitting on a plane, minding my own business. The Holy Spirit goes, tell her her husband will be home with her next month. And I'm sitting here wow. going, oh, my gosh. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. It took the whole flight. And, and the Holy Spirit kept nudging me. And finally, the plane's landing. Landing gear was going down. Yeah, yeah, and the conviction yeah. I was in. like hoping. And I turned to the woman and I said, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minister. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, your husband's going to be home with you in one month. And she started tearing up. And I'm like, okay. I get off the plane. I tell my pastor friend. And he's like, John, you didn't. And I was like, <laughs> all this fear hits me. And I'm like, I just ruined this lady's life. She's never going to have anything to do with God. But then, you know what comforted me is I thought I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't trying to show her, Hey, I'm some big minister, man of God. I really had compassion right. on her and her daughter. Right. right. And I wasn't even thinking this. So I get this letter from her like four months later. Thank you very much for waiting. But anyway, she's like, Oh my gosh, my husband was home third within 30 days of that wow. flight. She said, we're at church, we're seeking God, our lives are all turned around. And I'm like, 
that's what we're talking about. Here. John, I love what you shared about going, kind of holding on to it, going back and forth and waiting to the end of the flight to share that. Cause that's something that I think that we all struggle with. We go, is this me? Is this God? And I remember somebody coming to me that was kind of just coming up in their faith and they were saying, you know, I don't know if it's me or if it's God. And, uh, you know, what I said to them is, I know you, you're not that good. This is the Holy <laughs> spirit that's trying to speak through you. So just go ahead and step out in faith. So good, we're man. all going to stand before Jesus. And Matt, you are that good. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. Yeah, I love the interruptions. Man, thank hey, you. That's good. So we're going to stand before Jesus and he's going to do an examination because judgment means a decision resulting from investigation. So he's going to invest our, our, our lives, investigate our lives as Christians. He's going to make decisions. Do we obey him or do we live for the temporal? Do we live for the eternal or the temporal? And, and he's going to reward us or we're going to suffer loss. Let me read the scripture to you. It says in... 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul made the statement. He says, because of God's grace given to me, he said, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. So can I interrupt real quickly? Absolutely. The, the key right there is because of God's grace given to me. All of this happens because of God's grace. We don't labor in our own effort. We labor by and through his okay, grace. Okay, let me add to that right there. Yeah. We can do more in five minutes with the grace of God cooperating with the empowerment Absolutely. of God's grace than anybody can do trying to serve God for 80 solid years. Well, and I'd go a step further and say, you can only build for the eternal through God's grace. I Even agree. if you're doing something quote unquote good, if it's not perpetuated by God's grace, it will not last. That's it will not good, be Addison. eternal. It'll be temporal. It'll pass away and it will not bear fruit. So because of God's grace given to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. And I love how God calls all of us builders in the New Testament. He said, now others are building on that foundation. But who, he says, whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a, a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, that'd be the eternal. Wood, hay, or straw, that'd be the temporal. So you can choose how you're going to influence people's lives. But on the judgment day, fire. Now, what is that fire? God said, my word is a fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says that in Jeremiah. And Jesus said, the word that I speak will judge you on that day. He said, fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward, hopefully a full reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. That's amazing right there, okay? The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Now, I want to talk about that, barely escaping through a wall of flames. I want every one of you to sit there and think with me, all right? Let's just imagine a scenario here. On the day you retire, the bank closes its doors. You lose all your checking and all your savings. On that very same day that you retire, Social Security goes bankrupt. So you lose all your Social Security. On that very same day you retire, your house burns to the ground and you get out with only the shirt and the pants on you, right? And on that very same day, your insurance company goes broke. So your house can't be replaced. That's a bad day. That's a really bad day. Yeah. But yet, it's a bad life. We, 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 we can't even imagine that. You know, now you got to face retirement with no house, no insurance, no checkbook, no savings, no Social Security. We can't even imagine that in America because of all of our governmental programs. But there are countries that can imagine that. And Paul is writing in a day where they could understand that. And that's the way he says some Christians are going to enter into eternity. Okay, so John, obviously nobody wants to face eternity losing everything they've done and having it burned up. So what are some practical things 
okay, that we can do in this life so that we're building for the eternal? Well, it's very simple. When you spend time in the presence of God in prayer and you spend time in the presence of God in his word, what happens is you condition yourself. You train yourself. Paul said, run in a way that like you're going to receive the prize, right? He said an athlete severely trains his body. He disciplines his body, right? So when we spend time in his presence, in his word, in prayer, what happens is we're training our spirit to be strong. Remember Jesus said to his disciples, they wanted to stay awake. They wanted to pray with him, but they fell asleep. He said, the spirit's willing. He said, the spirit's willing, but, but the, the flesh, flesh is weak. weak. In other words, your flesh is stronger right now than your spirit because your spirit's not built up. You don't have that reborn spirit, but we can build up our spirits. The Bible says building yourself up, up praying in the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, you know, when we read the word, we wash, we wash ourselves from unclean, unpure, temporal thoughts, competitive thoughts, uh, unforgiveness thoughts, strife, all of that. We get rid of all that. So now we're conditioned to flow in the eternal. And everyone's track toward the eternal looks different. Yes. Everyone's life yes. looks different. It's not like, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're building for the eternal. No, every, everyone's journey looks different. So, so God, through his spirit, is conditioning each and every one of us for our unique track because our track is going to influence certain people that God has placed in our lives, whether that's vocationally or in our family or where we, um, you know, where we spend time recreationally, whatever it is, God, he is putting those people in our path and we are the only ones who are equipped to reach them yes. in you know, those moments of time. And you know, Addison, that's such a, a crazy concept. If you think about it, there's about seven and a half billion people on this planet and God hand selected you to influence specifically that sphere in a given of moment of time. Yes. In any given moment of time, if, if you are interacting with someone in that moment of time, that is ordained by God. That's there amazing. is a reason why that, that interaction, that experience is happening. And all we have to have is eyes to see. That's why Jesus repeatedly would say, if only you had eyes to see eyes to see because everything, again, everything in life is about perspective. You know, guys, we could do 52 podcasts and not cover the subject adequately. Uh, and I, you know, I started a story a couple podcasts ago about when God told me to write the book. I said, I didn't preach 20 minutes on it. This ended up being the longest book I've ever written. <laughs> and so, um, I want, I want to say today is launch day. It's the, it's the launch of this brand new book. It's in all the bookstores. You can get it. But I, I just want to say, I, I, I love talking about this. We'll talk about it maybe the next couple podcasts, but you've got to get in the word of God. And what it's going to do is it's going to set your sights right. You're going to start living with a greater purpose than you've ever lived before without this knowledge, the knowledge of what the word of God says about this. And so is there anything else you want to say, Edison? They can go to drivenbyeternity.com. We have a lot of different resources and videos and tools that they can access on there. Yeah, as we've well. got a whole study yeah. on this. We, we did a curriculum for small mm -hmm. groups so they can do small groups. Help your yeah. friends and family. That's Absolutely. True. We love you so much and we'll see you soon.